This podcast is brought to you by Eversage Law Practice. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Weekly Nugget. I'm Ivy Sekibor, and as always, we're going to start with the facts. Did you know about the acquisition of Main One by Equinix? Equinix is a California-based global digital company founded by Jay Adelson and Al Avery. Main One, on the other hand, is one of Nigeria's top digital centers and connectivity solutions provider and was founded by Funke Opeke in 2010 to enable connectivity for the business community in Nigeria, Portugal, Ghana, and the Ivory Coast. Scheduled to close in the first quarter of this year, the acquisition is reported to be going for $320 million, surpassing the price of pace tax acquisition just last year. While some have noted the significance of this transaction to FDI confidence in the Nigerian tech market, we believe that it mostly shows growing confidence in the quality of the Nigerian tech product, which we'll be talking more about on today's episode. This podcast is brought to you by Eversage Law Practice. I know we always say how excited we are about our guests, but today we really cannot believe our luck. Our guest is Tosi Osibudu, founder and CEO of Chaka Technologies. Chaka is a global investment platform that allows Nigerians to assess stocks and ETFs from global brands in over 40 countries, including the US, UK, and China. So we're very glad to have him on the show, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here. So can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm, my name is Tosun Ashiburdu. Um, I'm CEO co-founder of Shaka.com. At Shaka, we enable uh, Nigerians and Africans more broadly to invest globally. Um, and globally also includes right here at home. So this is buying uh, dollar assets in the US stock market, as well as investing and buying GT Bank or MTN at home as well. Okay. Okay. So, um, what was the vision behind Shaka? Um, and am I saying it properly? Is it Shaka or Chaka? How do you prefer to say it? I mean, I think, I think, I think Shaka, because it reminds me Shaka of Shaka Khan. Shaka, softer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I see Shaka, too. Chaka. It just doesn't. <laughs> Even though it's not, yeah, it's but, not but, like but I always let anyone go with either which way. So, but Shaka is how I say it too. But it's all right if you say Chaka and prefer it that way. Yeah, no, I was just asking about the vision behind um, Shaka and what propelled you to set up um, the platform. Yeah, so uh, Shaka, you know, came out of looking at um, came out of a few places. One was the experiences I'd had. I'd had experiences some other members of a co-founding team have had, um, as well as looking at where's the best place to be able to apply ourselves, to be able to have a ton of leverage over um, 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 what's going to work for young people into the future. So um, I'll just, I'll just um, pair that back a bit. So about ourselves, about myself, you know, my background is I'm a systems engineer. I've worked in different levels of the internet, um, business model stack, worked at payments company, e-commerce, ad tech, both locally as well as globally. Mm-hmm. Um, and co-founder Bo um, uh, has been a wealth manager for Barclays, HSBC. Um, you know, so had an opportunity to, to, uh, to understand wealth management and what's out there. 
and we're both talking about like what this was going to look like in the future for Nigeria for Africa we've got to remember that most people would probably say oh Nigeria Africa do we have money isn't this kind of solutions but just for money people but just making it possible changes how people approach things and we, that was something that we fundamentally believed in um, so that's on one hand and then you flip that and you ask you know what industries are young people going to keep dominating right that other people may dominate right now a mix right and um, in the Nigeria and the African landscape so you want to build a construction company I have no doubt that they're very talented young people who are going to build great construction companies in the future but you still have to admit you'll be competing against all sorts of legacy people they may have a lot more advantages in their favor right even though you can surmount that right yeah um however in all the industries that are information-based uh, entertainment is one law i'm sure uh, to some degrees is, is one too what finance time? is definitely one and technology software is is that i do believe the balance is tipped to, to, to youth and will only accelerate that way all the oh. all the all the uh, and and that's what that's what made us look at that which was um what does the future of investing look like um it looks a bit more like e-commerce and people needs being met their real needs than it does look like a traditional way of saying i'm an asset manager I offer you X products. These are the best things for you. Figure it out. Like these are your choices, and you know you can't choose anything else, or everything else is too risky, or you don't have enough money. It's kind of like, well, tip that information back. What if, um, if, if for you, could get your own information online, could know what's happening out there, and then could make your own decisions. You know what kind of investment service would work for you? Probably one that looks a lot like Shaka, easy to start on and the ability to invest both at home and abroad. Okay, so the idea is forward thinking and bringing the information and bringing things that people would not typically have access to to the, the Nigerian market. Do you think that is the best time, like this is the best time for your product? And when you were kind of coming up with it, yeah. was it difficult yeah. kind of convincing people about Chaka? Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that that's actually a really. Good. I think we we're in a space that, yeah, there was probably it was probably like question of this has never had never been done before. So, there's a compliance aspect of you know how do you actually do this compliantly? Then there's also um, the question of do people have money to be able to do this? Because they may look around and say, I'm all looking at people who are investing in all sorts of places. Why do we think this will continue? Um. So there are a lot of questions to that degree. Like, is there is the there there? Um, mm -hmm. Is it possible, and would people need it? But then you know, you flip the question, and you when you ask, is it possible to create? Just think about the bits. It's an information-based product. Is it possible to create? Yes. Um, is it possible to get regulatory um, to, to get regulatory approval, say in the U.S. or work with regulated partners? We close that gap, and that's was yes. And then would people be able to access it? Would they use it? The answer is is then like let's see but it's also um how much education do people have um about like the investing options and what's their desire to 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 earn more and that's a one-way trend that does not go backwards that only goes one way it's only possible to get more and more educated about financial well-being you're not going to get less educated with time you're going to get more right. um, because of what's out there and how important it is and do you want to grow your money the answer is categorically yes so based on all those things we could see that like is this the right time you know sure like but it was 
every time from now would get writer and writer. Yeah. So it's really like a long bet on the future. And if you ask me in 10 years, do I think this opportunity still exists? My answer already instinctively is yes. And 15 years, yes, because there's just so many people and we've been so behind as a continent in terms of accessing global wealth options um, that there's just so much room for us to catch up. So it's very exciting in that, in that respect. Okay, so that's good to hear that you're optimistic. I want to kind of take a step back and talk about Chaka's path. So startup support, because here at Eversage, we do, we're trying to do a lot of startup support for young entrepreneurs that don't typically have the money to get lawyers. So it's not necessarily pro bono work. It's more like we can help you get to the point where you are getting funding and then we'll take our, our, you know, our professional fees from there when you're successful. Um, I wanted to ask, what would you say was the most important bit of support that you received when you were setting up? Yeah. So, so, so I think most of, you know, I think, you know, here there's, there's so much probably to cover and like, it's so dependent on what you're doing um, that it's really hard to be general. And I, it's not a cop-out answer, but it's just what happens if what you're doing requires huge capital outlays? What happens if it right, doesn't? What happens right. if what you're doing requires regulatory? What happens if it doesn't? What happens if what you're doing depends on recruiting very high talent, high uh, skill talent? What if it doesn't? So I think the main thing just to like try, again, this is uh, a bit general, is to like be really honest about where competencies are and whether or not, and not to be dissuaded that because you don't have that competency, it's not possible, but to like try and see how can you like either get advice from people who do and then talk to them deeper. I think the second thing is not to be afraid of somebody stealing your idea. I think that's something that's yeah. pretty common. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people talk about it. Ideas are, you know, people say ideas are worthless, execution is everything, but then people still have this sense that I don't want to be Winklevoss or something like that. Mm. But um, I, I think, um, the chances of that happening are pretty low because everyone's so busy and has their own ideas. And enough, the opportunity for feedback from real people about like what they actually think and trying to really get to that, I think is very important. So um, I think that was something that we did take. So talking to investors, even before starting the company about the idea and seeing what they would think about and how they would look at it talking to people who are prospective customers, talking to prospective partners about it with knowing that, you know, there was a chance that like, oh, you know, you're tipping your idea to to others. Upshot of that, you get to learn more about perhaps other people who are working on this that haven't launched. That's always interesting. Uh Um, You also get to uh, uh, get very specific advice from people in a very low risk way. You haven't started, so they can be a bit more honest, right? You right, know, they yeah. don't have to like think, oh, wow, this is so great. Let me not tell you about why I think it's not going to work out, right? They can kind of tell you right there and then like, ah, but what about this? What about this? And, mm-hmm. you know, feel a bit more engaged. And then lastly, you know, you, you kind of build a track record with the person or with this group so that when you do deliver, they can feel part of that journey. Like they did help you get there as well with, with the advice they gave. Whether for whether it was like, this won't work or it won't, it will, they did help you. And if you can point that, that back out to them, I think that's another way to build positive, um, um, build positively on that. So yeah. I would say that's probably something I think is probably generic enough for almost any idea, but everything yeah. else, I, I, I would just be a bit, um, what's it called? Uh, Cautious about cautious putting that out there. Yeah, to generalize, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Just to generalize, you know, yeah. for, for, for Okay, people. I mean, I, w- I would like to know you specifically, because obviously you've gone from, 
you know an idea to where you are and it it, it, it would be nice to kind of know what kind of support did you specifically get that oh, yeah. you know it's yeah. invaluable was invaluable to you and i mean someone could listen to it and say this has nothing to do with me i don't care and some people sure. can listen to it and be like yes i do want to do an investment yeah. platform and that is i'm gonna write that down <laughs> yeah sure um i think i think uh, something that was pretty useful is uh, again just uh, talking with investors and hearing stuff both on the macro and micro about like how are you thinking about X? How are you thinking about recruiting? How are you thinking about um, uh, 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 dynamics? You know, macro and like um, really looking at that was was, was useful. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of rehash of what I've just said, but I can at least tie it to to, to specifics there. So you know, talked with specific investors who turned out to invest as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them could see the risks. Some of them were bullish beyond that. So in in a sense, you know, everyone chipping into that. Um, I'm talking to uh, uh, potential partners um, who we ended up partnering with about about like how they would actually integrate it, um, and and so that again that was actually helpful for shaping how we develop. Um, okay. And so to actual customers about like their thinking, right? And what what, what was interesting is that um, you know sometimes people may say, um, you know, I don't I'm interested in investing. It's high risk or something like that. That's usually tied to an experience they've had, right? Or they invest in Ponzi schemes or they invested in like guaranteed income yeah. things. And that's the frame they have. Yeah. So it was important to not say, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Because in the end, if you're investing consistently, you do know what you're doing. That, and so you're already ahead of most people in the world right? yeah. just by doing that. But so show them like, show, show the options um, with that. So from talking with early earlier people, we could we can kind of sense like okay what aspect of uh, the market um do we really want to address um and where are people starting from and we can make that jump i think a bit more with with more information than without so um um so that that, that was something early um supervised that we got and we got that through friends right like mm-hmm. the talk to friends meet up with friends and you know start to like keep them up to date on what's going on there so that was support, like, you know, it wasn't necessarily like someone's giving us money to do X or Y, but, you know, people were giving us time and their attention, which are scarce resources to, to be able to like develop with them. Okay. So, um, I want to talk about your seed round. So when you first, um, started out, was it the typical friends and family? Cause you, you, you've mentioned a lot of, you know, you talk to friends, you talk to investors that then friends who then became investors and people that were investment companies that then, you know, invested. So was it kind of like a mixed bag for you starting out? And, you know, what um, what were the biggest challenges for you during that seed, you know, period? Because some people don't get out of that. So yeah. what were the biggest challenges for you and the biggest lessons at that stage? Yeah, so, so first of all, I think, you know, we're pre-seed. So, you know, um, uh, you know, and obviously these stages, are, you know, the, the, they have their own um, 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 logic, but, you know, names and whatnot, but just in terms of the funding, uh, so we are pre-seed. Um, in terms of the funding, it was still friends, family, and it, like you said, some um, uh, angels and, and, and early institutionals. And the, the you know, we started with friends and family just based on, you know, them believing the idea, believing in what we're trying to accomplish and wanting to support. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, with more progress, there was an opportunity to get some, some, some other people involved. And then again, with further progress, 
there was the opportunity to 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 involve some some international some international capital as well. So um, I th I think fundamentally for us, like you know, when you raise, it's it's really a promise to investors, and so you know we take those promises seriously, um, um, and you know it's possible to go through multiple stages. Um, but the real North Star is about the customer. And I think it's just right. very important to remember that. Um, and, you know, to know that like we're in a fast expanding space that's going to be around for a long time. So it's it's still very, very important to have that oh. kind of like frame. So, you know, there might be funny environments where it's easier to close super fast. There might be funny environments where it takes a long time. Um, oh. And, you know, the great entrepreneurs, um, you know, 10 years back who created the conditions by slogging through that makes it easier for people to raise today. So again, on this, you know, I'm cautious to generalize because, yeah. you know, it's not something I've done uh, a ton of times. So um, the experience we went through, I think, was just to try and make sure that, you know, we're very clear on, to investors about like the risks, right? Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, with friends and family, for example, to make sure very clear. So it's, you know, making promises, you're, you're, you're dangling the opportunity and showing what it is, but people kind of opt in. Um, and then with investors to be also very clear about the risks, but then um, also clear about the opportunity and to look at the uh, 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 quali qualified type of investor you want. So that's not just capital. And so for us, we wanted people who could lead us to follow on rounds. We wanted people who um, uh, had capital market or at least financial subject matter knowledge. I wanted people who themselves preferably were operators or had to operate businesses and gone with the highs and the lows. So having three out of three was like great. Having two out of three was still was still pretty good, and having one out of three was still good, right? So it was still a way to like look a lens to look through um, right. to try and find the right backers. Yeah. Okay. So um, I wanted to ask specifically about the location jurisdiction of the platform mm. right now because we went on the platform as a team mm. and we created our accounts i'm still waiting for my email saying oh no actually no i did get an email saying that i I've, I've not passed the onboarding process i'm so sad but um wait 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 wait, wait. <laughs> not yet they need something extra no from they you. need something extra no, it's, from not, me. it's not it's not it's not a test so no one can fail no. We're, we're all succeeding <laughs> no but i don't have i don't have any up-to-date um utility bills because we don't get those anymore we just get the um the thing, the little the number that you put onto your uh, meter. Sure. But, but so, you have you have a proof of address through your. Sorry, this is just top talk shop. You have a proof yeah, of address through your NIN slip, right? Do I? You do. Your address is on there, so um, that's an easy way to like. I can send like, them my uh, NIN slip. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's a proof of address. Yeah, you see, yeah, you yeah. learn something new every day. <laughs> and I'm so glad I had this conversation with you. So I'm just going to after I'm this, I'm going to. I'm gonna, no, yeah, we're I'll already sure talking about it. I'm, we're good, this is good feedback. We make sure it's emboldened there. Um, yeah, to, to try and make it easy. Uh, See, look, I just helped you out as well. That'll be five thousand. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. So the real question was why Nigeria? So why did you decide to have this platform geared? towards the Nigerian market specifically because I feel like this is something that could have worked in any African country or jurisdiction and those jurisdictions could have had like more accommodating legislators or regulators or people that you know at least have more tech knowledge and are able to understand the tech elements of this investment platform 
So why Nigeria? Yeah, great, great question. I think, you know, so obviously 2020 is 2020, like hindsight, but like, you know, I would, I think we would still probably repick um, Nigeria. So um, first of all, you know, we, we went through a lot to get, you know, we'll probably talk about this a bit, to get licensed and, and um, yeah. we do think that that was a very important step to signal how seriously we take uh, any country's processes. Um, um, but I, th I think, you know, if we just zoom out for us, uh, you know, just beyond us, um, and look a bit more broadly, I think Nigeria is very, very important market in Africa. Obviously, our population size um, and what it means for the trajectory of Africa. So a world in which every African country succeeds and Nigeria doesn't, it's kind of hard to imagine. Yeah. A world in which Nigeria succeeds and all the others succeed, partly as well due to what's happening. It's a lot more possible. And I think you can see that in so many ways, like we talked about information based industries. I think you see that, right? Whether it's banks, whether it's payments. Um, and by the way, it doesn't have to be a Nigerian company creating the opportunity in Nigeria. It could be a South African company creating the opportunity in Nigeria and through that spreading their wings to Nigeria and the world, say MTN, mm -hmm. right? So like, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many ways in which Nigeria is an important market for proving something in Africa can scale, can work, and for also serving as a base to expand. Um, I think the other aspect is just the scale at which this opportunity is needed, right? So in Nigeria, over the last 10 years, um, you know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't want to uh, to scare you too much, but like, um, you know, sometimes we don't ask these hard questions ourselves because we we, we don't want to, but like, so I'm still going to go ahead and and, uh, and 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 do that. But on, you know, if you look it. at uh, <laughs> No, if you look at Nigeria as in like, and, and by the way, this is true in a lot of other African countries, but Nigeria over the last 10 years, right? Like um, people have kind of been earning on quicksand, right? Um, right yeah. Depending on what you're doing, like the ability to actually get richer with time, like doing the right things and having the right habits, it's gotten harder. Um, and that has to do not with the work that people are doing, which may still be valuable, that has to do not necessarily with how people are spending their money. They might be saving actually and trying to find the right options. It has to do with sometimes declining value of the currency, mm. right? Um, and you have to you have to earn more than it's than, than, than it's weakening. And this is true in other markets as well. Are you growing quick enough to cover up for the currency getting weaker? And if the answer is no, then everybody's getting poorer. Yeah. So, you know. If you took a dollar 10 years ago and invested in S&P 500, you know, you would be more than 6x in, in, in Naira terms. Just two years ago in Naira terms, you'd be more than 4x, right? Four yeah. times your money. You know, obviously everybody can go back and say if I invested in Bitcoin, sure, sure, sure. But like, you know, <laughs> the point is if you pick almost any global asset that you just would have picked because you were like, oh, I'm a lawyer, um, you know, what are some things I believe in that are like, you know, going to be important in the future, whether, I, I, I don't know, public, it might be LegalZoom or whoever, like, you know, you go, uh -huh. be, oh, I use an iPhone, it's Apple, or, or it could be, you know, I don't know, I'm just going to buy the SP 500. In almost any way, that decision would have been an extremely significant, uh, beneficial investment decision. Right? Uh -huh. And yeah, in our terms, um, so I think Nigeria also because of that challenge that we face um, and because of the options that people had. So you look at what group of Africans have had that problem the most, um, just by number, 
and the answer is Nigeria. South Africa, yeah. they already had something in that option, and they do have very robust capital markets. So even if their currency weakens as well, there are a lot more ways to keep growing beyond Egypt. Um, similarly, even if the countries weakened there had been more robust, but Nigeria, we didn't have that option. Now we do, and I think that's a really big deal, like such mm-hmm. a big deal, still underestimated, um, and you know. And, 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 and I think that's something that's here to stay. The other other proof point of this is cryptocurrencies, um, as well as, um, um, yeah, cryptocurrencies, because, you know, it was also already on the come up and cryptocurrencies are global investment assets as well. Yeah. And so it was already proven in that sense as well. I noticed on your website that, you know, out of all of the investors that you listed, only about three of them were non-Nigerian. And I thought to myself, maybe because I don't know enough about the companies to say, okay, there is some non-Nigerian element Mm. to each and every one of them. But um, I wanted to know, I wanted to ask if that was kind of like a strategy on your end to keep, you know, your investor pool local, or is that some, like, was that a factor that was brought on by maybe like a wider reason like let's say lack of investor confidence or the fact that people don't believe that nigeria is as ready you know and maybe our um capital market is not as robust yeah yeah actually you know that we do have more nigerian investors than not but you know we respect people's privacy so if you want to invest we don't want to be featured then you know oh um, there's that and so it's just more selection of investors who tend to be publicly out you know out there as investors okay and obviously international um investors tend to tend to be that yeah okay okay so the so, so actually we have more nigerian investors yeah we have we have we have we have as in and then you know it could be that a lot of them are individuals as well so, okay so yeah okay so but then so you do actually have more nigerian investors yeah, than absolutely outside yeah. but you don't feel like it has anything to do with a larger you know issue um that is no investor confidence or not being able to kind of convince people about how strong the Nigerian capital market is. Not, not, not really. I, th- I think, I, th- I think I understand what you mean. Not really. I think, you know, obviously, you know, Nigeria is only one country uh-huh. and then out there is like 178 countries. So in that sense, like there's, there's a lot more chances that is you there? Know, yeah. I think there's a lot more chance that like internationally um, you can match make and meet with somebody who, for what you want to do, they believe in it more. That doesn't mean that in Nigeria, you can't get it. Um, it just means that um, uh, the international option, I think is not one, isn't it? I think every, every the way the world is going, um, getting more globalized, at least communication wise, it's a lot more possible to meet people who are on the same wavelength. Maybe mm-hmm. something similar has been done in their region and so they really believe in it. Um, I think for the Nigeria side, it's just experience. Um, I think there's almost, you know, like, again, I I think the way things are going to change are still vastly underestimated. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I I am very confident that more and more Nigerians will invest in our companies. I think it's already happening. And I talk to a lot of founders these days and because of the experience they have of knowing what's possible, then more founders are investing, right? And obviously investing is different for everyone. Everyone's in a different situation, you know, buy everywhere and whatnot, but um, um, I think that's a trend that will only increase, especially with, um, again, young people-based companies. Like you look at the entertainment industry, 
And because it's not quite as like structured, it may look as if, you know, somehow it was international investments that did it, but it wasn't, right? And it, mm-hmm. it, it, it isn't. They're a participant because they see the opportunity, but they didn't kickstart it. I actually think the same is true of the tech industry. I think you look at the work that people like E, Yele, yeah. um, uh, 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 early founders like Tayo and, and Marquesi, and you, you just just even um, interswitch with, uh, with Mitchell, you just literally trace it back and you see everyone is creating a better opportunity for the next founder to be able to raise locally and internationally okay. at every stage. And I think that's that's continuing. So, you know, I think it's okay to lament it because maybe you should be moving faster. Maybe people see the opportunity. But I think it's definitely in the right direction and accelerating. Um, and even if there are hiccups, I think the broad trend would, would stay that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe that's a different take than you expected. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> like, no. It's... I, I, I actually I can give you that, you know, so. No, no, no. I mean, your your opinion is valid. I mean, your perspective is also valid. And that's kind of what I wanted to tap into kind of different perspectives of kind of like the same issue, because some people believe that, you know, there's still we still have a really long way to go, you know, like legislation wise and infrastructure wise to even boast of, you know, something that's more robust than what we have right now. However, some people look at it and say, that means that there is a lot of opportunity and people are tapping into those opportunities already. And it didn't just start in 2020. I mean, yeah, we're only just seeing a lot of big news about the tech industry, like, you know, for recently, what with Stripe and um, Paystack, the acquisitions and, you know, lots of Mm -hmm. money flowing in. So everyone's kind of looking up like, oh my God, money's actually coming into the country from, you know, this industry. But it's, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned InterSwitch because yeah, definitely that has been there for as long as everyone can remember and yeah it did start with a nigerian so i wanted to actually go with going from this i wanted to talk about ease of doing business because you did mention about Mm -hmm. the rigorous licensing um process that you went through and while Mm -hmm. we're doing our research we know obviously that you experienced some challenges but what specifically we saw was that there was some teaser talk about um, newly created license and if you can't go into it that's fine but what specifically I would like to know was kind of like how you know how you managed to get to that point I looked at it and thought wow you know how did you get Nigerian you know regulators to say oh we'll just create something new for you then that's so do you, you, you want to <laughs> yeah. kind of walk us through the process, the challenges sure. and kind of sure. how we got to this point? Sure. Yeah, I think I think in the kind of business we're in and in every, you know, financial business or uh, financial technology business, um, you know, because it's trust based, it's important that you're doing things right. And so, of course, regulation has a stake in that, but it always has to be weighed against opportunity. So every day every month every year that passes by how much more people get poorer um like just based on their options right and you know it's it's it's, it's that's a very real thing i think that it's arguably one of the biggest problems um that that that, that um, touches almost everyone um, so you know for us what was very key was that right from the start we took regulation very seriously i got qualified as a stockbroker so i'm literally okay. like i've got that qualification to be able to do this business I'm sure in retrospect, we didn't have to go that far, right? But it's all, it's all like oh, okay. signaling how important 
you're taking something to the regulator. Um, and then also, you know, we did have some early engagements um, prior to starting. And so after um, a year, a year, you know, and you know, it was a, it was it was a, it was a really great first year. Um, after that, after that, with regulatory, uh, 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 shall we say, uh, a scrutiny setting in and 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 actions being taken. Um, for us, it was really just about educating, um, and then also educating about the impact, right? So, um, and I think on this, it's a good idea to look at crypto, right, and say, you know, like where's that going? And, you know, people all around the world are doing what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes to like, you know, stock investing, um, there's, a, there's, a well one, there's a well-trodden road in most countries, to, as well as in, 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 maybe not in Africa, but elsewhere to do this. And uh, there's a unique opportunity. People get to be richer, get to set the systems up in ways that um, um, uh, don't allow capital flight. Um, you know, you get to, get people investing more through one onboarding process. So, you know, you, you're on board for, to buy Apple. You can now buy GT Bank without thinking. But yeah. how many people were already thinking about buying GT Bank compared to the number of people thinking about buying Apple? So in a sense, they all cross-market each other, right? So, you know, really thinking about it in all those ways and making sure they're ready to see, I think they did. And, 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 and that's with first and only to have a license. But I think more broadly, just looking at uh, ease of doing business and regulation, I think it's something that will also improve with time. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be controversial here, but I would say I do think that um, uh, uh, cryptocurrency plays a part. Um, it's in, more in the general landscape. And, you know, we all have to kind of like take our heads out of the sand and stop looking at things a bit uh, uh, narrowly and think about the broader context of what's going on. Okay, all so the can, world. You, can you explain uh, the... Mm -hmm cryptocurrency side because not many people understand how cryptocurrency yeah. even affects uh, the only i think the first time a lot of people heard about cryptocurrency was when they were doing the protests and a lot of the funds once they sure. started shutting down accounts a lot of people started sending in funds through crypto and people were like wait huh well how are we able to do this and then the legislation came to ban them all together and you know it all just kind of yeah. happened so fast right yeah, you know, absolutely. So, so it's permission. It's like, um, it's like information um, um, on the internet. It's permissionless, um, and you know, as of today, the cryptocurrency industry in Nigeria has still grown despite that. Um, um, and you, and this is all trackable online, so people can just go literally and look online and see mm -hmm. that international platforms exist, like Binance, for example, that don't have a headquarters in the world that do service all these different markets, including Nigeria in that setup, that are auditable um, through their structure by sharing information that is auditable um, um, objectively on the blockchain. So if trust is minted in a different way, um, um, it is possible for people's ease of doing business globally to increase. Um, and it is possible for us to be left behind um, because um, we have a very narrow view of what's going on. Yeah. But if we see as an opportunity, um, um, all this innovation, it's not just in cryptocurrency, it's really across almost everywhere that there's, again, there's financial uh, infrastructure to be built. And I think on payments, we've got it largely right. On KYC, we've got it largely right. These are all big, like it's important to do the KYC right, the payments mm -hmm. right, because those can help solve all the concerns people have around like, you know, 
uh, anti-money laundering, terrorist mm-hmm. financing and whatnot, doing that better and better, which I think Nigeria is actually doing that right, um, helps that. But then and it's important to take everything we're doing right and say, this makes us better able to go into something like all the financial innovation that's out there um, so that we can actually leapfrog um, 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 and not have to be last or, or approve it last or or uh, enable it last um, um, in the market. So, so, so I think I think that's another thing. And I think lastly on this is to understand, you know, how the 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 how things have shifted, right? Like, you know, and, and I'm sure you're a lawyer and, and know this, right? The laws that Nigeria have, that Ghana may may not have, and vice versa, and that Ethiopia have, and that Kenya may not have, and vice versa, and that America and the UK may have, and not and vice versa. And we live in a more globalized world, so it's very important to have that frame and say, like, you know. Is it possible to actually stop certain things from being possible to happen or for your citizens to do certain things in your country or out of your country? And what are those things that you can and can't stop? And if you can stop it, is there a way that you vastly increase the likelihood that it's working out well for those citizens and for Nigeria uh-huh. um, rather than, you know, ban and then maybe it's not actually a real ban because you know, people are still doing it's permissionless right <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah like twitter ban right like you know i think that's a very good example of like twitter ban and cryptocurrency ban kind of looks the same right yeah well it's a ban but you know it probably took a google search to figure out how to work the way around it with a VPN yeah whatever is the case right and and so i think i think engaging and, and by the way i'm not saying that that was not or is the right move but i think ultimately engaging in a way to get to a point where um, uh, uh, you get a better outcome for everybody is key. If that's what the view is, then you have to say that's in good faith. Um, I'm hearing now that the Twitter ban has been lifted. You know, I today, heard and I went and on and it's today. not working. Yeah. Oh, it's not working. No, because <laughs> no, this is not yeah, the first I'm time they've check. said that. This is not the first time they've said that. And I've gone okay. on and I refuse to do the VPN thing because I'm scared of... <laughs> I don't know. Someone told me randomly mm. that, you know, it's going to affect my internet banking. And I was like, look, I know I only have a couple of coins in there, but <laughs> I don't want that gone. I need that. So I'm just- you know, look, and every, everyone kind of gets to choose. It does. But, but the point there is that it does make it harder for some. Some can still choose to go, uh-huh. you know, but what's really gained by all that? Perhaps there is something. Um, 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 a better way to go about it but yeah you know all that all that said um i do think ease of doing business will also improve with time because there will be more international options for nigerians right. as well right. to plug into like if we don't if nigeria we don't figure it out as a country how to make sure we we uh, we engage and enable our citizens as best as we can i do think that nigerian individuals as well as people around the world will see the opportunity of figuring it out for nigerians Mm-hmm. But it might be a solution that the Nigerian state may not have a stake in, whereas there's a very big opportunity for them to have a stake in it if if if, if they're more progressive and considered. So that's that's my hope um, as to as to how they partake in ease of doing business getting better. But nevertheless, I do feel it will get better with time as well. Okay, I mean, okay. So I wanted to drill into this new license again. If you can't talk about it, that's cool. But I wanted to, I wanted to know, in your opinion, without you know, revealing too much, how do you feel this will affect the the stock market? Like, how do you think it will affect the Nigerian capital market industry right now? 
especially for new entrants, people that coming to try to do what you're doing or something similar? Uh, I think the, the main thing that why it's important is that it signals and and I think I think this is massive credit. Um, 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 it signals that um, you know it is possible to to figure out a way for the innovation to to be accepted by regulators as well. Right. I think that's something that 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 is positive in that regard. It also means that you know perhaps new types of licenses may pop up mm. that figure this out. I think the main thing um, the main thing that we look at is just um, ensuring that. Um, uh, uh, we're, we're engaging good faith regulators and also listen to what they're, they're saying. Yeah. Also keeping in mind to our customer. We talked about this, right? 10 years ago, like imagine if something similar was possible. Then I think it's fair to say that 10 years later, way more people will be richer or mm-hmm. on average than not. And I think the same is true the number of years that go by. So I think it's just very important that we know that we're we're all in this to increase our collective like wealth, to increase how much value we can store, and that, that intention is kept upfront. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, with that in mind, I think it becomes a lot easier to like at least navigate or find common ground as to like why is this mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, as I said, um, um, if it were like you know for you not to have these options in Nigeria would be more pain for you and for everyone yeah. listening to this and for you to have this option is less pain and so the question is like you know uh, 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 under what framework or whatnot is everyone comfortable um, okay. and I think that's an important question yeah. okay um, so I have a couple more questions but because you know we're kind of running out of time but i i feel like it's important to kind of talk about sure. some of these other nitty-gritty things especially when it comes to corporate structuring because that is a question that we get a lot when people come into um the law office looking for advice on how to set up their business and a lot of these people are doing things that are so innovative and they're like i i can't get the license for this or i, I don't know if it'll make it. i'm trying to get funding would it make sense for me to even incorporate in nigeria um because obviously we do lots of like the base really really Mm. basic base level stuff and one of the questions that i've gotten more often than not is should i incorporate out of the country or should i Mm. just stick to it being a nigerian company and i know that tech companies do the same thing where they incorporate let's say in somewhere in america and then they do the same thing here in nigeria and it helps with their foreign exchange it helps with some of these other things as well so i wanted you to kind of like you know put your two cents in on this conversation of offshore incorporation and kind of talk us through whether you've done it and if like you know what were the considerations for you to do so yeah yeah so 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 you know um, I think there's some confidential information that I probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, but uh, what I would say, what I, what, you know, what I would say about, about about this is, I think it's important to be incorporated where you're doing business, um, and then it's also important to be incorporated to make all the parties involved in your business comfortable. So, right. like, uh, if you're in Nigeria, operating Nigeria, it makes sense to incorporate in Nigeria, but if you're in Nigeria and want to expand South Africa, um, or to to, to Ghana or to Egypt, I think it makes sense to be incorporated there in the ways that they feel comfortable right. and to be the entity that makes them most comfortable about like, you know, your seriousness, your rule of law. Uh, for better or worse, um, you know, 
Nigeria, you know, we have a certain reputation in the world. So I think we have to all admit that we can't just be be um, blind to it. But at the same time, you know, I do think it's important to be incorporated where you are. Um, 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 I think internationally as well. There, I think there. Again, it's like the world. The world is shifting enough that being corporate internationally is not in it. Like I, 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 I've, I've seen, like you said, so many, so many corporate in different places. Is that you actually subject to the rule of law that is some is a lot of times way higher compliance. But why is that so important? Because it gives others confidence right. in the structure of your business, right? And so we have to ask if the country incorporated in Nigeria doesn't do that for everyone in the world. You know, where else can you do that to show the people of the world that your business is is something that they can put their trust in, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and and the laws of that land um, as well. So I, th- I think that's just the honest uh, truth of the matter. I think obviously, um, um, uh, you know, this there can be a nationalist element to this. So you're not even incorporated here; you're incorporated there. But like, I I I I don't think that's the fair way or a good way to look at it. I think it's it's actually a lot more way. Uh, the, 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 I think the more um, um, practical way to look at it is mm-hmm. to actually look at it as you are a global business already. You just chose to be only in Nigeria, and that's okay uh. too. But like to already assume you are because you could be competing with global businesses um, in your space, even yes. in Nigeria. So just assume you are, and then you made the choice to then incorporate only in Nigeria. You made the choice to incorporate in other places as well because. Yeah of that and what it helps you do. Um, I don't think it really is about, you know, foreign exchange or anything like that. I think, um, um, at least not for us. Um, I think for us, it was more about that first matter. Like, you know, in the end, it's a financial business and it has aspirations, we have aspirations to be um, in, in, you know, plans to be in more than, Ni- more than Nigeria. Yeah. So it's important that anyone looking at that business understands that the structure is set up for that. Okay. All right. So um, we have two questions. Two final questions before we finish this part of the interview process. Um, first one is education and training. So have you engaged in any initiatives to educate prospective customers? Um, you know, anything at all, trainings, things like that, that provide information to the people that are not as financially literate. They could be literate in other ways, but, you know, they don't know what to do with the money in the mm-hmm. account. So absolutely, absolutely. This is an important thing. And, you know, I think so many people are doing great work here and um, I think more of it's even better. So, um, um, you know, I think the journey um, of getting to like, let's call it financially savvy is one that can take your whole lifetime. Right. Like, right. And there's no, there's no way to know, um, am I over this? Right. Like you, you keep learning more and more. But let's just start with, like like you rightly said that bank accounts, right? It's important that people can see the value of having a bank account in the modern financial system. Mm-hmm. And then it's important that people can see the the the, the point of saving and, and preserving capital. I think a lot of Nigerians seen that, like, you know, you can see in the numbers um, um, from some of the just saving apps. And then same thing with investing, right? Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of Nigerians have seen that, but maybe what we got as like the first experience investing was only was very very specific. It was like our local markets, which were going through some things, as well as um, perhaps some unsavory options out there, um, 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 whether it's Ponzi schemes and whatnot, that colored the options that people thought they had. Um, so 
a lot of the education we've done around is having webinars so we can explain the context in which we exist and then what we provide and then the importance of continuity to increase your financial education like okay. you know what is an asset a okay. fixed return asset a variable return asset you will always have a chance for higher upside on a variable return asset there's also a chance of loss depending on when you liquidate whereas with a fixed return there's no chance of loss but if you think you're going to make a lot of money on that that's probably a scam um a fixed return <laughs> means somebody else is taking the variable risk and has okay. given you the fixed aspect of it being sure they're making so much more money they can guarantee you that fixed okay. that's another way to, to 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 look at it so explaining to people why there's no such thing as a deal that's why a deal that's too good to be true like being fixed being high return and everything and getting that promise why that's not something you should bet on but how to inform yourself how to educate the right questions to ask for filtering and then actually getting into the markets and choosing hey what's the most important thing you can do it turns out a lot of people and you know we probably are personally guilty of this too is think what is exactly the right investment i should make that will make me exactly the max amount of money right so right. that's what a lot of people think but if you actually look back often it's just a habit of consistently investing okay. in some things you believe in usually would outperform what you've done so far so staying consistent every month same way you have the saving habit to invest in something you believe in over and over turns out to be the main difference between those who do well and those who don't um, and if you want to do more from that and then pick your own stocks decide you know trade day trade that's extra that's like you know you're getting a, an education in how the markets work um there's a higher risk of 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 but there's higher return but at the same time you have to be a lot more active you know so explain to people the different ways to interact with the stock market to make them have a better chance of success we spent a lot of time on webinars doing this personally you know through the coronavirus pandemic we actually went into depth about what was going on so that people understood that with that context in mind like here's what's unlikely to change and which you can keep on buying over and over here's what's likely to change that we think but buy beware because how can you get the timing right and etc cetera, etc cetera. so explaining what's going on in the markets to people um so we were one avenue of doing that i know there are other people who do explain things in the financial markets but what's most important i think with this is that you know people are trying to increase that knowledge through ever what avenue they feel most comfortable with people are able to vet if the investment they're getting is trustworthy and you don't need to be a financial expert you just have to have common sense and dampen the greed aspect right to make sure you're seeing clearly okay. and then lastly um to make sure you stay consistent in investing because that separates so much like you know the good performance good performance from everybody else you know most people if they just stay consistent with it they turn out to have really great outcomes um and those who do stay consistent can make a lot of mistakes in choosing and probably and it still works out okay still works out pretty well actually did you choose apple did you choose microsoft yeah yeah i made more on, on apple but not by much you know maybe maybe only by a few percent like microsoft was right behind or facebook or whatnot so those choices they matter but not really the long term of staying consistent is actually the one that matters the most. Okay. I mean, that's actually really great advice and it's not advice that I've heard before, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be very surprised what people tell you. They tell you to save, <laughs> just save. <laughs> Stop yeah. wondering so, so, Chinese. So, you know, you know, you know, no, but saving is great advice, but you know, I was talking to I was talking to someone who was you know telling me how they judiciously save and investing is too much risk. 
And I was asking them, and I think they use PiggyVest um, or, 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 or something. And I think they've done a great job increasing the number of people saving. I was asking them like, oh, but have you done like performance-wise? But I said, yeah, you know, I still have a Naira. And then I was like, but, uh, but and it was like talking about like, you know, have Naira's lost value, et cetera. And I was like, have you made money through your savings? And they hadn't, they had actually lost value. And I was like saving, that was great that you actually were able to save, but what's the next step? So mm. you're saving in a way that gain, holds and gains value. So they already done the hardest bit, which is the habit. Now they just have to tweak it a little bit. So I think in that way, saving is great advice. Okay. Um, um, and you know, it, most people don't get to that stage. So I think, I think, I think, um, um, I think something like twenty percent or twenty percent is what it is right now. Um, so most people don't get to that stage. So I think it's still the uh, great advice to give. Okay. Okay. So um, if you were going to give our team on this end one, just one bit of advice for using Shaka effectively, what would it be? It's a rehash of what I've just said, actually. Sign up, um, you know, um, uh, once you're through the verification process, which you've been, you've been through very smoothly. And, and yeah. uh, after that, um, I think commit yourself to, to just choosing to fund and invest every month. So we have okay. a, a great product called Smart Invest, where you already have preset portfolios that are, that are very visible. You can see exactly what's in them. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, obfuscation. So you can choose whether you're conservative, whether you want to be balanced or whether you want growth. You can see the assets in there and you can just invest regularly. You can also do the same thing, picking specific stocks that you think will do well. But I would say it's that same habit. Like set that date on your calendar. Every time that date pops up, invest a bit more and invest a bit more. You will hold value and gain value in the long term if you do that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. All right. So we've managed to clear the serious interview process, right? How was it? It wasn't too painful. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I just hope I gave you enough detail. And no, yeah. You can edit. You can edit if there waffles or. <laughs> no, there are no waffles. Feel. There were no waffles. Did very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, so. That's so we're about to get into the second segment of the okay. podcast. It's called Spin the Wheel. So it's a little game that we play at the end, something okay. a little bit fun mm-hmm. to kind of wind down from all that serious talk. And mm-hmm. um, we have this beautiful wheel. I mean, we're on Zoom, so you can't see how pretty my wheel is, <laughs> but it's very, very pretty. And um, we have seven topics. And each topic okay. has a list of questions underneath. And, you know, if you land on a question or sorry, you land on a topic, we ask you a question from that. Are you good? So we do it twice. Sure. So if the first one is like really hard or really like, you're like uh, I didn't like that. We'll just do another one and then, you know, we just answer and it'll be fine. Right. So are okay. you game? Game. Awesome. All right. We're spinning now. Oh, you got sports. So <laughs> the first sports question. Um, do you have any predictions for the upcoming AFCON matches? So that's Cameroon and Ethiopia, Cape Verde and Burkina Faso. Mm, Cameroon, Ethiopia, Cape Verde, Burkina Faso. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Cameroon to win this Ethiopia. And, you know, West Africa you know massive you know let's 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 wrap so west. i just back to burkina faso with cape verde 
Um, even though I'm sure I'd like to go on holiday there sometime. <laughs> so <laughs> Burkina Faso, you know, be Cape Verde so I can tease them when we're on holiday there. Fair enough. I mean, hopefully you'll be able to get away with it. But um, <laughs> so why why would you say Cameroon? And was it just because you're like, I rep the West Africa? Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I've got to be honest, I'm a, I'm a big football fan in my earlier years. I've not stayed in touch with the odds of who's better. And oh, Cameroon no. have won and AFCON, I believe, more times than Ethiopia. Yeah. I'm just making them that they're, they're better right now still. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty good. They're a pretty good, strong team. Um, so, yeah, okay. I mean, good answer. So we're going to go to the last one. <laughs> You got politics. <laughs> Do you want to spin Dangerous. again? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not election. No, <laughs> no. I'll I'll ask you a good one, and I will not ask you one that is related to tech. So I'm gonna skip all the tech related ones because like okay. that's no fun. Um, open yeah. open grazing bill has passed its first and second reading at the House of Assembly. So that's, you know, to allow the cattle roam free mm-hmm. and graze however they like. Do you? Th- what do you think is the rationale for its success? I mean, it sh- some people would, would say that it, it should have been thrown out at the first reading. But, you know, what do you think it is? So, so basically, if you're way of telling me, you're going to ask me a question that I'm very ill-informed on so that I can get the haters on the other side to hate me. Yes, that's why it's <laughs> so, a so fun game. That's pretty much that's pretty much the fun of this question. Okay. So so I, do, you know, let, let me first precursor saying that I'm not educated on the issue. Enough. That's fine. But then what, but what, I, will, what I will say is that, um, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, I think property rights are important and the ability for people to enforce their property rights um, is very important. Um, and I also think that um, um, so far as uh, uh, a common access laws uh, respect that, um, I think things work neater, right? And whether uh-huh. they're disputes, um, so far as, again, it's done through in a way where it's clear and property rights are respected and common law or common access rights are respected, then I think everything works out. So that's probably a way to say nothing, um, <laughs> except what, what sides of the issue want. But um, uh, uh, I, I think that's that's that, that that's 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 on that. Like obviously, you can you know I think that they're they're uh, uh, you know I'm I'm very cautious I when it comes to tell. politics, and, and not not because I don't believe in one side or another, but I only do when I actually am informed, like properly okay. informed. Um, and if on the only information I've gotten has been through the media and not by reading the bill, I just got to believe that I'm not that well informed, right? Okay, um, Even enough. if I might tangentially here. So that would be what I would say. Um, now, um, uh, I, I, I think, uh, 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 what's it called? I can see that like, you know, more states, at least in the South, than not have passed, um, you know, anti-open grazing laws. And, you know, I'm sure that's the thinking to have to have uh, what's called property rights protected. Yeah. And I'm sure some others may see the benefit of expanding the market of what this provide. And so again, like, you know, not 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 to sound uh, uh, just absolutely neutral, uh-huh. but I, I definitely am not gonna express a political preference for one or the other. I'm just not that informed. Um, Fair enough. 
Fair enough. No I feel, fun, huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 fine. Look, you don't have to. What do That's you think? Actually, what do I think? Um, yeah. I feel like the reason for its success is definitely because we have a really, really, really large market for you know meat produce, like things like beef ram things like that it's a big market here in nigeria and they're very very competitive they're lobbying they're pushing and i think they also there's like a cultural element where they believe that the way that they kind of took care of their um their cattle and allowing them room free makes it like has is like a time-honored tradition of what they have been doing all through these how many centuries so mm. modernization farms with like really really big gates and people mm. building high rises everywhere and pollution i feel like these are things that you know have really really cut back and affected their ability to kind of do what they're used to mm. doing the way that they're used to doing it so it mm. makes mm. sense that a lot of people are like we don't want we don't want a situation where what we produce our beef nigerian beef our own meats our our industry is affected and people will now have to start saying okay do we do we import who even imports raw meat like or <laughs> you know that type of thing because we're not able to kind of sustain our industry so i think that the reason for its success and this is my own personal opinion guys mm. but i think <laughs> and people will be like oh why are you saying like this because you're from the south i don't care um, <laughs> i feel like it's more of an economic issue than a cultural thing because a lot of people see it mm. as like a north versus south type of issue which i don't think that is that important in the grand scheme of what they're trying to do people we we live in a capitalist society it doesn't seem like it in nice because it seems very like to your tent and found for your farm nigerians but it really really is that so mm. um yeah so that's my opinion good so sorry about that. yeah um you know i i actually I think that's a very, very compelling point, like showing that the economics of it are actually, there's something there even beyond uh, um, a political affiliation. And so yeah. you actually, uh, yeah, you, you maybe understand the issue a, a bit more. I'm going to do more research on this so you spark something. You should, so you should, you yeah. should. Look, look at me bringing... I'm, I'm a meat eater, so it's, it, it makes I sense. I am to, too. <laughs> Which is why I made it on here, because I, I am very, very passionate about my food. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but anyway thank you so much for coming on the show um we made it just in time which is great and you know i really appreciate all the knowledge like i mean i've learned so much talking to you today and i feel like if not for the fact that we only have about an hour to do all of this i feel like we could have gone for another like hour so maybe we'll have you back on the show maybe sure, um, sure. <laughs> maybe let's let, let's let, let's let's keep it open like i think it's been great it's been great being on the show awesome. um and uh it would be great to have more more conversations um yeah like I, th I think this has been great and i you know what i'd love i'd love to come back but you know i'd like to i'd like to um what's the word let, let's let your audience ruminate and digest in this one. Yes. No, that's fine. Don't worry. It won't be tomorrow. It it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any um, social media, any blogs, some of these, your education initiatives sure. to plug in for us? I do, but you're not going to like me for this. Even for, uh, you're not oh, my God. Like for this. 
I'm very cautious oh. about <laughs> oh about posting um, on on them. So like, I have Twitter. Um, I'll retweet um, um, if, if if that makes sense. So you're I'm a lurker. And I would I would definitely. Do, I'm a lurker. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big <laughs> poster, to, to 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 be honest. Um, so yeah, no, I, and I and I think uh, um, yeah. So we'll be happy to to help spread the word though once once it's out. Okay, cool. All right, good. We'll be watching closely, and once we do, we'll update the info to put everything in there so people can come and catch you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So All thank right. you so much for coming Great on the show. Have a nice day. All right. Same to you. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Weekly Nuggets was brought to you by Eversage Law Practice. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Weekly Nugget. We hope you enjoyed listening to the show as much as we enjoyed preparing it. As we round up Tech Month, we invite you to send us any questions you might have for us or our previous guests to the Weekly Nugget NG at gmail.com. We may read your questions out loud on the show. Until next time, strive for greatness and have an impactful week.